Hi and welcome to the VSuit Podcast, an audio-only show on life, the universe and virtualization. For our 17th episode, we've plucked a guest from the Netherlands. It's not the first time we've plucked this area, and before it grows back too much, we thought we'd pluck again. This time, come up with Ian Timmerman. He's a VMware consultant and blogger at vdicloud.nl. Ian, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Glad to have you on. So, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Arjan Timmerman. Um, I'm 35 years old. Um, Age, yeah, sex, sh- location? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, the old okay. IRC style. We should do our interviews in a whole IRC style, wouldn't we? <laughs> 34M Milton Keynes. <laughs> and no uh, one would talk to me you know, until like, Ed says 16F Vietnam and then <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's interested you know. yeah everybody sweated titties off yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay um, yeah nothing more to say of me because whatever I say it's total nonsense no I'm I'm married got uh, two kids, two daughters. Um, I work, uh, as you said, at a um, VMware partner here in the Netherlands. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be on the VSoup. Excellent. Um, so I had a quick look at your, your blog and it, um, it reminded me of sort of when, back when, when I was enthusiastic about my blog. Um, and... <laughs> Before you sold that sounds like man. I'm bitter and jaded, but uh, no. In terms of, um, I, I really like the way you do a sort of. You know, you've come up against a problem in the day, and you found a solution, and you put your solution up on the blog. Um, and I do find nowadays that because I don't seem to run into those sort of scenarios, I've really run out of content for my blog <laughs> um, because nothing's broken at the moment, uh, and unless I'm breaking something in a lab. And the lab environment, you know, sometimes it's not always the best sort of example to try and blog about because it could just be that your laptop's melted into a pool of um, silicon because you're trying to run the world on it. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you've got a, a real environment with real problems, I think, you know, there's, there's some really quite valuable, um, I suppose, what's the word? So that's ammunition, really, for blog posts. It's like a constant blog post generator, particularly if you've got a busy day or you're seeing doing something different with a new client. Absolutely, absolutely. The only thing is that I'm um, at my uh, at this employer. I'm now from July of this year, and um, yeah, the first couple of months are always uh, yeah, a bit of um, uh, knowing your place, uh, getting uh, everything uh, up and running. So my blogging uh, has been a bit of uh, down uh, the last couple of months, but I'm trying to pick up again. And you guys are a storage partner too? Yeah, we do. Um, um, Curious is um, uh, was mainly um, uh, ERP CRM um, business. Um, but from that, the last couple of years, they noticed they um, also had um, uh, lots of their customers asked them um, if they could do more than just uh, yeah implementing an CRM and uh, Navision, Exapta, and all that kind of stuff. 
but also could help them with their um, infrastructure to to make sure um, that when they bought a new uh, software package at Curious, um, they had the infrastructure to back it up. So from there on, um, uh, virtualization, storage, um, yeah, name it, um, came into the picture and they came up with uh, professional services, as they call it, um, where uh, technical consultants like me um, yeah, make sure the customer get what they want. Okay, so it sort of started off as the bespoke sort of CRM software and has sort of really sort of scaled out to the rest of the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. And um, in almost every case that is uh, a VMware underground with uh, uh, Microsoft software on top of it. Okay, so... I guess you're sort of coming into, um, you know, environments that after a while are all starting to look quite similar. Even though you know every every customer's um, configuration is going to be fairly different, are, are you starting to see some good underlying trends? Um, it's a bit of a. At the moment, we are looking at at, at two things. We are an IBM partner. So at lots of our customers, we got um, everything from, from IBM, uh, storage and uh, all their uh, CPU of uh, uh, server components. Um, but we are also um, more and more gaining uh, EMC uh, um, uh, hardware for the storage uh, side of things. So uh, we are also a EMC partner uh, from, I think, about uh, uh, January this year, and we are trying to uh, uh, gain more on that side. So that will be my main focus, VMware EMC. Okay, that's uh, sounds, sounds like quite a good uh, challenge. No, I was just yeah. thinking that um, you know, of, of the, the VMware environments I've seen, with the odd sort of notable exception, that everyone's environments are getting better and better. Um, that I guess as VMware's really matured from version three, you know, through now to version five. Um, that you know what you used to see a lot of really quite sort of scrappy environments that were in that pre-production stage that we kind of all went through, and then now that VMware's gone production in most people's sort of uh, Infrastructures that just the, the general standard of uh, environments that you see has gone up, um, and it's gone up quite fast. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But it it, it all yeah, it's still um, I think it's still um, for a lot of uh, the smaller customers um, in which. Uh, at, at, at the larger customers we see uh, a lot started at, at, at um, uh, the virtual infrastructure free or something like that and they build from there but a lot of smaller customers still uh, are just in the beginning of, of, of really getting into the virtualization side of things and um, it amazes me how um, many system engineers um, system administrators I come across that 
um, know, know about virtualization, but that's it. Well, as, as in, you know, they're aware of its existence, but in terms yeah. of actually using it. Uh, yeah, and 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 when we implement uh, uh, VMware, it's it's uh, something like uh, the world opens for them, but they don't really know what to do with it in the first place. Just to be honest, I notice a lot. I'm on the customer side, and I notice a lot also on the customer side that a lot of the people that are working for customers don't go out of the way to discover the knowledge or whatever. They just deal with what's in-house. And that kind of gives customers a stigma of, uh, yeah, maybe not 100% knowing what they're, you know, knowing the technology or stuff like that, which is why partners are needed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah certainly, I think in the smaller space, um, a really good partner is, you know, you're doing much more than just selling licenses and selling boxes. Um, you know, it, there's... Um, it's the whole sort of trusted, trusted advisor um, role, where you know they know that their job is they're just the IT support company for a company that just makes stuff. You know, they that's their bit. They yeah. trust they're trusting your knowledge to come in and, and, and do it right, and hopefully not stitch them up um, too much. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but I think the worst. Ones um, and you know, obviously, I, I can't can't name any names, but where you go to a, a place where they've got a guy who kind of knows what he's doing, and has implemented a solution which you take a look at it, and it looks like an absolute dog's dinner um, <laughs> after the dog's eaten it, um, and you, you just you, you kind of want to go outside and have a quick coffee and just think, what on earth were they doing? But you can't. You can't really tell a client that, um, and no it requires a lot of tolerance. Turn around a, a very bad scenario and make it good. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably going to be my biggest challenge as well. Moving on, <laughs> I'll probably be be uh, put in a similar situation pretty often in my new position as well, which I'm used to being the uh, kind of. Uh, internal know-it-all that just gets stuff done, and now I have to start considering what, why other people might have designed something in another way than I, I, I would have, and not basically killing them for it. So that'll, that'll be a challenge for me, I guess. I was going to say, Christian, they're no longer your minions. You cannot shout at them and ask them what the hell they were thinking. Uh, yeah, well, not the first week, but give them a week or two, I probably could. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely a second quarter kind of... Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, 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 uh, I start my new position on in January, so I'll probably have to spend the next three months trying to get my head uh, sorted with regards to dealing with customers and clients again instead of just dealing with my own infrastructure <laughs> where everything's perfect in the land of Christian. It's, it, it, it's great fun. Um, you know, sometimes I guess you don't you don't get to spend long enough to it to to really get a feel of, of someone's environment unless you're there on a, a long-term kind of engagement mm. but just sort of to come and have a quick look and you do sort of your your um, skills at being able to quickly analyze an environment and, and know instantly is this good or bad um, you get quite quite good at that I think yeah I, I've done that before I mean, before I started working for Citroen sorry actually I, I worked as a consultant basically uh, 
all around uh, the local area here with, uh, with special special focus on Microsoft solutions back then. I've, I've been to, at Citrans now for eight years, so it's been a while. So it, it'll it be a, a change of mindset, but it, it'll also be it's, a change of pace. Well, and and right, probably it, it'll probably also be, a, be, be something that pushes me further on, which is the primary reason why I wanted to change in the first place. Yeah, that's obviously why, why people move on. I guess it's it's like this. So I'll give you, I'll give you the uh, the Windows engineer version of it. You go to log on to a computer. You realise that all the text is in Comic Sans, and they're using that fucking dinosaur mouse cursor. You know <laughs> that's going to be a badly configured computer. It's the same sort of thing, basically. <laughs> if someone does the dinosaur equivalent mouse cursor in a v <laughs> in their VMware design, then you know it's going to be bad. <laughs> I have to put that into my VCDX submission, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this won't work without a dinosaur cursor. Uh, remember, for the VCDX, you've got to know why they want the dinosaur cursor. Yeah, but it's fine. It's, it's not enough to just to say that this needs the dinosaur cursor. No, you need to explain why, but then we can make up something. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, have you um, heard they're doing a final, final, this is the absolute last um, version for defence? They, they, I don't know, just to, to, to recap anyone who might not have picked up on it, um, obviously now that version 5 has been launched, the, the version 4 VCDX, uh, the number of opportunities you will get to do the final defence uh, are quite limited. And I say they're quite limited in that there's only, uh, there's Singapore's just been, hasn't it? And then there's, uh, there's Frankfurt in March and there is another date that's been announced in Toronto to uh, obviously address both sides of the Atlantic, but those are, as far as the, um, the certification guys have tweeted, those are the final attempts that you'll get to do a VCDX4. Uh, beyond that, you then have to do the version 5 uh, advanced exams and do a version 5 defence, um, which uh, I still don't think it's something I'm personally going to be doing, um, and I've got... At the, at the moment, I'm not doing enough. If you do designs day in, day out, I think it's suitable for you. If no, I don't think anyone's ever successfully defended a fictitious design. No, well, uh, I do about five designs a year. And I think that with one of those designs, you can go in there. I mean, even if you do a few, I mean, I'm not doing them every day. Yeah, but I, th I think it's not so much the, the act of being able to do a design, because I, mean, I did brilliantly on the design exam. If someone says, yeah, do a design, I can do a design. But it, it's sort of the, the some of the, the interactions around it and the fact that they want kind of, they want everything. So you've got to make sure you're ticking all the boxes. Um, but the from a, the presentation side of it, if you're not used to that sort of consultant uh, engagement piece of presenting a design to a customer, I think it's going to be extra hard. Um, which is fine, because I, I, I spoke with um, one of the uh, the original VCDXs who, I'm hoping, I won't mention his name, so I'm hoping he's going to be a guest, so I'm going to say some nice things about him, um, in, in London a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, explain, I, I said pretty much this exact same thing to him, and he said, yeah, you know, in fact, you're, you're probably right not doing it, because it is... It's tough, um, and it's supposed to be tough. Uh, you know, I've freely acknowledged that. Um, 
and I think a lot of people just sort of see it as, yeah, well, it's the top top level certification. I want to get it. You know, pretty much like when you have an MTSA, you want to get an MTSE. But it's so I, much more of a gap. I totally get the, the the standpoint of VMware, but what I don't get is that they totally focus on um, making it so hard. Only VMware people are able to to get a VCDX uh, uh, certificate. It, it, it's 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 almost as if it's impossible for uh, a, a consultant that works with VMware, but not for VMware or EMC to to get in the VCDX uh, certification. Uh, yeah, I think well, it, it's certainly tough. And one of the other guys I happened to speak to that uh, weekend. Is uh, is also a VCDX. He's one of the original VCDX threes, um, but is, is and is definitely not a VMware employee. Um, he is he is a consultant, um, so is used to doing, you know, that architectural piece on a day in day out basis. Um, and he's not an EMC employee either. So um, it is possible, but I think it is it's it's very difficult. That bar is high for uh, for a lot of people, and I just think it would be. No, I would The word waste is uh, not the the right word, but an inefficient use of my time and finances to to put the time in to try and put the time into it, and the you know the financial cost to then realise that I was right the first time and that you know it's not the right certification for me now. That's that's where things change for me now because there has been no real need for me to do any VMware certification stuff at all in the, in the position I cur I'm currently in, since it doesn't make any sense for my employer basically to, to fund it. But my new new employer firm uh, will have a, a, does have a, a completely different view of it, because basically they are selling my, my knowledge and expertise and time to other customers as a consultant. Oh yeah, more it's a consultant, you, you are pimped out. You yeah, know, uh, exactly. Um, and the more certifications and the higher up the certifications I get uh, are, the more they can charge per hour. So yep. it makes a lot of sense for them to be pushing me to do this, and that's also why I would probably start pursuing that next year. Yeah. Uh, certifications are a little bit like breast implants in that way. <laughs> yeah, but you don't you sweat them sweat away. Those off. No, yeah, <laughs> they, they, don't sweat, they don't sweat off in hot climates. <laughs> so, uh, but basically, I've, I've been, been not looking at certifications for so long now that I'm kind of eager to get started doing them instead uh, come next year. So whether or not I go for the full VCDX depends on how much backing I get from my employer as well as how feasible it is to actually get it done. But hopefully they'll... They'll try to push me, and I'll push it for it as well, which means I probably will be in a position to do it at some time, but at some point. But I don't know when. I don't know uh, what kind of pace I can put into this. But, uh, but but of course, I also need to be doing some design stuff uh, in the real world as well before I attempt to do the top class stuff. But the VCP five and the uh, data center exams should be pretty pretty uh, feasible um, action items for me pretty much next year. I, uh, VCP5, I was, uh, um, I saw Eric Sloof uh, did, um, did the VCP5 and he was really, um, he, he told 
everyone via Twitter uh, that that it was a real hard exam. He only got 350 points for yeah. uh, and, the and exam. This, and this is Eric Sleeve, who is, let's face it, a guy who kind of knows VMware fairly well. Yeah, <laughs> I was really surprised. Yeah. And I, I, I wanted to, to, to say, I, I blogged about uh, um, the, the costs to become a, a VCDX, um, in, in, in addition to uh, becoming a, an MCA or uh, what? Uh, M- MCM? They MCM or uh, a CCIE uh, um, from Cisco. Uh, I, I, I still reckon the VCDX is not a CCI equivalent. It's the, C, it's the CCA. Yeah, CCA. I, 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 I've, I've written about CCA, um, and I've, I've looked at, at what those cost to become one of, of, of them or uh, a VCDX. And I was... Um, it was a surprise for me to see that um, uh, in the real world, I don't think it's going to go that way, but for a VCDX, you, you only have to do... The first, uh, uh, the VCP um, uh, course, yep. the rest you can do for free. The only thing you have to do then is to pay for your exams, nothing else. So it costs you about, I think, uh, 5,000 euros to become a VCDX, to, uh, but for becoming uh, an MCM or a CCA, you have to pay more than 20,000 euros. Yeah, yeah, I know the the Microsoft one. You actually have to go up to. You have to spend some time in Redmond. Three weeks. Three weeks in Redmond. Yeah, and that's that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Um, I will see how, how how that pans out for me at least. But uh, uh, I've been kind of dismissive of it before. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, when when uh, your own uh, kind of environment or situation changes, your position and stuff like that changes as well. Uh, so for me, it's all of a sudden interesting to do those instead of two months ago. I wouldn't be pursuing it at all. So, so Christian, what exactly is your position over there? You never, you didn't really say. No, I'm, I'm not quite sure yet. But <laughs> the thing is that uh, EDB Ergo Group, which is the company that I've signed a contract with, uh, are Does it have basic- anything to do with exchange databases? No, nope. nothing at all. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> EDB, no. <laughs> Well, we do a lot of we, we're going to do a lot of exchange stuff as well, but I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> Basically, I'll, I'll be working as a VMware or virtualization consultant for them uh, here in Bergen. Uh, EDB is a big big company, so uh, it dates back to the 60s here in Norway with uh, some government uh, computer system uh, stuff that happened back then and. It's turned into a, a rather big company with ten thousand employees all over Europe. I think. Is that the official um, thing on the website? It started with some uh, government uh, yeah. computer-like so, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much a summarization of it. But yeah, <laughs> we started some computer stuff. Now we're ten thousand people. Yeah. Like us. But it, that'll be interesting. I, I think I'm, I'll be consultant number ten or something in, in, in Bergen and be the uh, actually the first one they have that focuses primarily on on VMware stuff. So you're strictly uh, in Bergen. Or are you going to be traveling some? Um, 
I will have the opportunity to to travel if I want to. Okay. So that kind of depends on... You kind of got the best of both worlds on that. Yeah. Yeah. Outside Uh, Norway as well, or, or, or...? Yeah, it might be. Well, we'll see what whatever happens. But but they they are involved in projects that are Europe wide, for instance, with other stuff. So things might happen there as well. But I, I don't I don't have all the details yet. And we'll, the road kind of uh, appears while we move uh, in, in this regard. So I'm not quite sure what everything is yet. But um, I'll probably know more uh, sometime next week. But but. Uh, for now, all I know is that I'm I'm going to be the main VMware virtualization guy in, in Bergen, and uh, we'll see what whatever comes out of that. But the good thing is that I, I won't be stuck with a single environment anymore. I'll be hopping around looking at a lot of much larger environments than I've been managing so far. So that should be a lot of fun. Cool. So Ed, you've not changed jobs recently. Um, as far as I know, no, still the same job here in Switzerland uh, for the past two years. But things have started to change a little bit recently, where I'm I'm starting to kind of uh, virtualize the whole APAC area and uh, doing a lot of. It's going to include a lot of travel to Asia Pacific region, like uh, for instance, uh, this trip I did Taiwan, China, and Vietnam. Uh, next time might be something different, but they're even talking about, yeah, it's not official, but I can mention it because it doesn't really matter. But they might want me to actually live in, uh, be based in Vietnam for a year. So wow, we'll see cool. how that goes. Sweet, Sweden to Vietnam. No, sorry, Switzerland to Vietnam. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They might want me to be based there for a year just to get the whole APAC region under control, but we'll see how it goes. Interesting job. It's definitely different. You're working with the bare minimum out there. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. It's yeah, sounds inter- interesting if you're kind of in the uh, in the mood to do something like that. I, I know I wouldn't be, but yeah, you have to sometimes virtualize some servers that no one knows anything about. Um, yeah, and you don't want you want to do the cleanest P to V possible without having just some running piece of crap right <laughs> uh, it's so you're, you're still still doing um you know conventional p2v's well you know for here's the thing in asia sometimes you still have to do them in in the data centers here in europe i only do them worst case scenario or i do partials you know like mm. if i have a database server or so i'll for instance i'll do like the c drive and then just uh copy the database or so just to make oh. it clean and align the drives and everything like that yeah but um that that also helps because i got a lot of app guys behind me that i tell them i want to do this and they tell me yeah i can help you and we can mm. do it that way but in asia a lot of times it's it's for instance hey how do i you know who owns this application uh, we we don't know. <laughs> it's like, can we contact anyone? Uh, no, not that I know of. Some guy set it up, you know, a couple of years ago, and uh, everybody's new since then, so we don't know who did it. That's an, an interesting challenge. In Holland, yeah. we've got those guys too, but they use them for Usenet. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it's very fast turnover in that market because uh, the strength, the the growth in Asia right now is so strong that people switch jobs like the olden days in the U.S. You know, <laughs> when it was oh, I'm not happy with this job. Oop, I have another job in two days. Wow. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty difficult to keep track of who changed what. That's yeah. So ch- change change management in the uh, in the Pacific Rim. Yeah, Something. and there's absolutely no documentation. Is that a Pacific Rim job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm about to take on a, a large rim job. <laughs> See how it goes for me. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but seriously, though, um, yeah, I think it's a it's a cool challenge. For me, and I, I don't know if I could do it forever because I might actually go insane and shoot myself at some point. But for now, yeah, I think it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think I think it's definitely one of those things that if you've got the opportunity to do it and the um, you know there's no, no ties holding you down, figuratively mm-hmm. speaking, um, then it's 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 a great thing to do. But now the only reason I mentioned about the P2Vs is someone said to me a couple of weeks ago that oh no one's doing P2Vs anymore. It's you know, we don't even need to think about those. And I think there are there are more people doing P2Vs than perhaps in, where we are in the industry. You know, we're we're all working for environments where the virtualization project is pretty mature or for newish companies who are more or less hundred percent virtualized because they've started. You know, they they went ground up from a virtual um, perspective. So to us, yes, P2Vs are something we just don't do anymore. But I still reckon there are plenty of people doing P2Vs. Oh, absolutely. From what I see, the newer people I know that are learning VMware are saying, well, this tool is provided to me with Virtual Center. Why shouldn't I use it? And what's the problem? Why, you know... And uh, that, that's led me to see very many VMs that have all kinds of ghost CPUs and NICs and, and just crazy stuff. Yeah. That are, that sometimes, are, sometimes using the provided tools isn't you know the best idea. Like, you know, if you ever tried to change a car tire with the provided spanner you get, it's yeah, not you, very good. You'll, you'll crush your arm under the freaking car, most likely. But Yeah. <laughs> I, like, no. I had to she do a P2P, yeah. I had to do a P2V, uh, I, think, I think, three weeks ago. Uh, it were actually two P2Vs, and they were both uh, Active Directory service. Uh, um, ouch. Yeah, yeah, whoa, ouch. Yeah. Um, and why would you have to do that? Um, uh, because um, it was not my project. <laughs> <laughs> And um, uh, someone um, uh, thought it would be a good idea, uh, good idea to uh, just P2V them. So there would be. A, a, it was a small company. Um, they had to uh, active uh, or uh, yeah, active domain, uh, active directory uh, domain controllers, and. Um, um, on those domain controls, there were a couple of uh, applications running, uh, print server running, um, that kind of stuff. And um, they wanted to do it as quick as possible, so just P2V them. Um, um, 
they even were uh, uh, forgetting um, about a cold clone. So um, uh, they sold them uh, the Essentials Plus um, VMware suite. And um, in that suite, you don't have the um, uh, converter CD. With, in which you use to do a P2V of a um, domain controller. Um, yeah, I, I saw that in a blog article of yours about uh, you know where where to find download it, and you can only download it if you've got a um, Enterprise Plus license. Which <laughs> is nuts. Yeah, absolutely nuts. But well, okay, I thought that was a good idea. It's like okay, so the people that are going to be doing P2Vs, well, they're going to be our smaller customers probably. Yeah. Let's make the product that they need bundled with our top our top license. Yeah, something. It must be something like that. I don't understand it either. But um, uh, luckily, um, we have a, um, also a hosting uh, environment uh, at Curious, so um, I was able to to get the CD. And um, the first DC actually went uh, pretty well, no problems at all. Um, but the first DC uh, was uh, was a greater problem. Um, uh, when I came in, I, I already told them, why do we not set up uh, two uh, uh, VMs and make them, uh, the DCs, uh, get everything over and um, uh, yeah, do it like that? Um, they didn't think that was a good idea. So um, eventually we had to make up a new DC and... Um, uh, do it that way, but uh, yeah, you come. Uh, me for me, it's it's it's. I come to P two V's, uh, yeah, uh, rather uh, uh, once or twice every month. Yeah, but P two Ving a domain controller, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. No, and we talk um, about um, unless it has other stuff on it that you can't move easily. If it's, a, it's a if it's a pure domain controller. Why on earth would you do a P2V of it? I don't. I don't get the it. The only thing it can cause you is 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 disastrous results. Absolutely. And yeah. we we actually talked with uh, with another Dutch guy, Gabe, about this um, yeah. via his blog. Well, we at Tech Field Day we talked about it. Yeah. But um, he um, yeah he he was in a situation where there were, it turns out where there was a lot of other stuff on this DC. Yeah. And he couldn't. Yeah, but, that, but then you could remove the DC stuff from the stuff that you need to P2V first and Man. remove that and P2V the rest instead. I don't think that always works. I don't know. No. Because, um, well, the only reason I say it, I'm sure I've run up against that one when it's an exchange server. Yeah. Okay. Because you lose the local accounts. When yeah, you... if, if you've been installing exchange on a domain controller to begin you're with. You're crazy to start with. Yeah. But, yeah. That's yeah. the number one mistake. <laughs> it kind of makes everything else follow up mistakes to the first initial one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I totally agree. But the DCs need to needed to be. Uh, um, uh, um, we made a, a cluster of free hosts, um, and uh, two of those hosts were the old DCs. Oh, so we okay. had to 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 get the DCs off of them upgrade the hardware and put them in the cluster so 
Um, I, I would have run a new DC on yeah, uh, my that, laptop instead while rebuilding the computers, but that's me. <laughs> absolutely. That, that, that was my first idea also, but um, uh, sometimes, um, and that's yeah, what you're going to run into uh, as a consultant. Sometimes you have to do things in which you think, oh my God, what is this? And, and, and as Chris already mentioned, you shut the door and, and think, okay, Let's do it that way and see what comes of it. Yeah, of course, in a perfect world, you wouldn't do that. But of course, you get into situations, especially as a consultant, where you have to do stuff like that. I, I, I get that. A but lot of times, though, I don't understand why they call a consultant if they tell them, no. we want to do it this way. Yeah. You're going to do it this <laughs> yeah. way. And yeah. the consultant says, well, I don't agree with that, but you, you still, have to, uh, still have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't, it shouldn't be, with regards to domain controllers, it doesn't make sense to me. In regards to a lot of other stuff, it does, it might be, depending on what services it is or how it works. It might even be an old application running on an MT4 box that you can easily move anywhere without doing a P2B of it to get it into the virtualized environment you have. So there might be stuff like that, but, but a basic domain controller is so easy to set up and so easy to, uh, move and transfer the roles between the uh, the, the uh, DC. So it, that kind of that doesn't make any sense unless there are other stuff going on as well. Yeah, there was other stuff going on as well. But no, so. <laughs> being on the, if I uh, if I could picture myself being on the partner side, I have not been before. But I would almost uh, tell them no, I will not do this job. But I don't think you can do that. That depends on the customer, I guess. It depends okay. on how. How good your relationship with them is, I guess. Uh, I agree, but but um, again, I was um, with Curious for uh, I think a month uh, when this project came to me, and um, I was also looking. I was also telling everybody, um, even the architect uh, who, who thought this up, from uh, why in the heck are we doing this? But hey. Um, if everybody's saying uh, you have to do this, okay, we'll do it. Yeah, you might be, might have to do it, but it might still not be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> He's like, well, I can do it for you, but I'm not going to guarantee that I'm not going to completely destroy your uh, Active Directory structure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we've got uh, VMworld coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll, I'll be there. Um, I'll be there also. Uh, apparently, I'll be there in, as a cutout figure, it seems. I'll yeah, carry you no. around, dude. Just mail it to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to make one. Now, uh, I won't be going this year, sadly, um, due to the job changes and stuff. So, my, my new employer would want me to go and my old employer doesn't now want me to go since that'll take uh, best of a week out of my current schedule of trying to get my shit sorted before I leave and they don't get any return on investment on having me leaving for nearly a week so this year it's uh, it's just not going to happen for me sadly but I'll be there in spirit I guess yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try and make Bring a, I don't know, a potato or something, and so say this is this is uh, this is Christian and make people talk to the potato. 
Oh, that, that, that could work. You could, you could have some fun videos with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we'll appear on the uh, VM World TV with a potato. Yeah. <laughs> See how long it is before Troyer asks, uh, what, why are you talking potato? It's a question. You could probably put a ask... Viking helmet on it. Just put a little Viking helmet on it. <laughs> or a ninja suit or something. Well, that'd be fantastic. We'll, uh... I'm, I'm pretty sure John would actually interview a potato if he got the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, how about you, Aryan? Are you. Aryan, uh, Aryan, oh, whatever. Uh, are you going? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going uh, this year. Um, uh, I, ha- I I just uh, started my job uh, with uh, with Curious uh, in July, and um, um, uh, sort of kind made a promise that I um, maybe could go to uh, to VM World, but uh, my manager um, was diagnosed with uh, with with cancer and uh, got out of the picture pretty soon. Oh. And um, um, uh, the other people uh, thought it would be a good idea to uh, to to let someone else go to the to the VM world. Um, so um, I won't be going this year. Okay. Ah, sometimes life kind of interferes with our plans to go to conferences. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of my my take on it yeah, as well this year. All. So. For us, most of us, conferences aren't really our job. Nope. They're just a nice benefit we get. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, well, this is going to be my first first one where it isn't just a benefit. This, I'm not going as a perk. This is uh, I'll be working um, on uh, on booth by duty. Yeah, uh, you'll be pimping the new Veeam version, I guess, or backup. I would, I would imagine version six will. There'll yeah. be some some more information about that. Uh, oh, uh, I got uh, a little green bikini for you made in Vietnam. Look, <laughs> it fits you, man. That's 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 very sweet of you, Ed. <laughs> uh, I hope it's spandex. <laughs> yeah, it'll be super I tight. I hope it's stretchy. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, you can just sweat a little bit, and then you're good. Uh, yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I'm, I'm um, kind of imagining Chris in a spandex bikini carrying a potato around. <laughs> you know, in Europe, he might not get that many weird looks. No, probably not. From the German guys and the Swiss guys. <laughs> They'll just ignore him. I just assume I was on a stack deal or something, I think. <laughs> probably so. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. It's, it's going to be a very different VMworld, I think, this year. Um, possibly a slightly less hungover one. Um, Not for me, man. Yeah, but I'm actually going to have to do some work, so, you know, I uh, can't spend it in a drunken stupor. Um, not that I would ever do something like that, but, uh, you know. Uh, I guess no, uh, nobody at Veeam drinks vodka anyway, so. No, no, they're all teetotal. Yeah, uh, think so. Of course. But no, it's, I think it's going to be great. You know, talk to a lot of customers. Um, you know, as as you know, we we take our sort of community interaction pretty seriously. Um, so most of the people that we talk to, unless they're our competitors, seem to like us. Um, and it, it often it, it does help being the good guys. I think. Well, if you're talking to customers, isn't getting drunk and getting them drunk part of the job? Then? Oh, it's, that's probably possibly. Quite deep in, deeply ingrained in the job description. There. Yeah, um, it just got to stay slightly more sober than the customer, I think. Yeah, yeah. If the customer gets silly, no worries. 
that's fine. But uh, yeah, no, it should be should be good fun. Um, as ever, there's a, a Veeam party lined up. Um, there's also there's quite a few social events. Um, you know, again, they're not quite rivaling Vegas yet, but there's um, the Vmug organised party, um, which is the night before, I believe, on the the seventeenth. Yeah, same be, as yeah. last year. Yeah, I hear they've got a bigger venue, um, yeah. which is good because the venue was quite um, snug last time. Uh, you know, it was lovely to see every people, and I think they, I think they underestimated how popular it was going to be. Um, I don't know how big the uh, Danish VMUG is normally, but um, I think they've underestimated quite how many other people will go somewhere for free beer. How about Veeam? Different venue, same venue as last year? Uh, I believe it is a different venue. Um, again, certainly bigger, because um, that was equally snug. Um, and they're being a little bit stricter on the guest list. So, um, thankfully, if, if anyone does need uh, access, they, they will need to get in contact. Um, and preferably, they'll also need to be a Veeam customer. Ooh, uh, already official, so... Yeah, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's getting quite, quite official. Um, but no, it should be it should be a good laugh. Um, I think there's there's going to be plenty to see. Even though um, I know with my pass, I'm not going to be able to go into any breakout sessions. But I've never really felt that was the worst thing in the world anyway, because I spend most of my time in the Solutions Exchange or Bloggers Lounge. So I'm just um, you know I'm not going to be able to go into any keynotes that I normally only went into like one or two anyway. Um, so, but yeah, works out quite well for me. Yeah, all the the session information and the keynotes and stuff that you get that information somehow anyway. Uh, you don't get the hallway track information without actually being there. So there's a there's a, a big difference between those two parts of it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a cool bit. But uh, yeah, you know, I should I have plenty of opportunity to catch up on sleep deprivation. I think. <laughs> Yeah, so that's basically VMworld, I guess. Um, yep. What else do we have? Um, Something else? We've got some, some continuations on from our, our last episode. Um, we spoke about Workstation 8 and the, oh, yeah. the, the yeah. really cool stuff in, in Workstation 8. Um, and I can personally attest that you're absolutely right, and it is very cool. Oh, uh, yeah. For some reason... Um, I've had to uh, run a, a lab that contains Hyper-V machines. It's almost as if we had some product that would back Hyper-V machines up. But, you know, it the Hyper-V host, which was a big issue for me because I like to try and run my labs nested, um, and I didn't want to have to spool up extra hardware just to run Hyper-V on. Um, and with the, um, the new, is it the VT... Uh, Bits that they're VTX. now passing through. Yeah, VTX uh, uh, virtualized uh, virtualization extensions in the vCPU. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um, okay. So Bosby doesn't run particularly quickly, but I, I was able to get you know System Center Virtual Machine Manager up and get get all that good stuff going. Um, so yeah, it's fantastic. I can now run sort of my, my lab is sort of effectively you know, three or four. Uh, Virtual hosts and quite a few VMs underneath it, all on a single laptop, hmm. uh, which yeah, it gets quite hot. But and it's pretty <laughs> laptop. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I think it's the way forward. Um, so basically, everything in my my previous workstation eight blog post were was true. Then I guess the one that the uh, NDA police almost came down pretty hard on me for. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, th- I think you're, you're uh, just pretty right. Um, and the only thing that I, again, I think it was a marketing bit. The fact that you'd be able to connect workstation to a remote workstation instance. You can, but it's really painful. Um, the, the way that you're supposed to sort of share a VM out and it tries to start some web service and I'd kind of hoped it was just going to be like a connect to this particular workstation and you'd just be able to access it, but it doesn't quite work that way. But oh, I can live with that. Um, but you can still connect it to ESX quite nicely. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, connecting it through uh, uh, several workstation uh, instances also is kind of cool. I, I actually transferred a VM from that I had created on my local computer uh, to my boss's computer so he could take it with him on his, his laptop uh, this weekend to have a look at whatever I, I was doing with it. So that's uh, just copy it over to his machine and it runs from there doing nothing. You didn't. You don't have to do file copies and stuff. You just transfer the VM from workstation to workstation. Uh, I must have been something crazy I was doing because I, cu- I couldn't get the workstation server service oh, okay. to start. It just refused. It, came oh, up with wor- the, it was an error type error box. Those, those good old uh, handy okay. ones. Okay. It but, just worked uh, for me. So. I don't yeah, know. It, was, it was only you know a fairly minor thing, I think, of, of mm. all the things that could have gone wrong. Nah, I can deal with that one. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was great. And also, Christian, I understand you're now part of some virtualization advisory board? Yeah, it's a tech target search server virtualization uh, advisory board. Uh, Colin Steele uh, and I had a discussion via email on that, and for some reason they decided that I would be a good fit in the uh, advisory board as, a, uh, as an advisory board member. So, yeah, I am. So what uh, what what does that consist of then? Uh, basically, for, from what I know uh, so far, it's uh, kind of a the uh, search server virtualization dot com guys uh, or people. They kind of uh, ask their advisory board uh, some question every other month, and you kind of you're obliged then to come up with some kind of semi rant or semi coherent thing about the topic of the day or whatever. So that's uh, the essence of it. And, and, uh, and also the uh, the people on the board there are pretty much available for the journalists on the site to do interviews with or get re- reactions from current news items or whatever. So um, I've, I've talked to them a couple of guys before, uh, a couple of times before uh, regarding VMR licensing and a couple of other things. So it's kind of Basically, just made an official uh, member of the board, as it is. Yeah, There's some, cool. some other uh, known people there. Shan Snowden, who we all met in Techfield Bay in Boston, is on there. Mice is on there. I'm Greg always, Shields. Um, I'm always actually um, doing um, comments for, for Tech Target. Yeah. So. Would it be would it be something like that? Like you're a certified uh, person to make comments on the articles and stuff, you know, kind of. Yeah, they they might do that as well. But yeah, the, it's, it's more like of a roundtable that they run. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you get this bi-monthly roundtable call that they record, um, and I don't know if it directly goes into an article. Um, sometimes there might be specific questions, but the ones I've done, um, I don't think they've gone into a, a particular article as such. Uh, and they, you know, and it, it's not recorded like a podcast. It is recorded, but then you know, a written article is produced rather than a, a listened to one. Yeah. So the the last question they had was, for example, was uh, what uh, what the Hyper V client hypervisor in Windows 8 means for Microsoft virtualization. And then you have to kind of bring up something that makes sense in that context, and they'll publish that. It's a, it's an honor to be asked. I, I haven't done any of the question rounds yet, so I don't know yet quite what it entices uh, for now. But we'll see. It's a uh, it's uh, it's fun to be asked. You know, I. As soon as they asked me, I accepted the position. So it's a it's a nice way to be get your name out there as well. So we'll see how it works. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, um, it was an honor to be on your show um, and to make the honor uh, a, a, a bit going your way. Um, I um, was able to uh, uh, score a, a book of vSphere um, 5, uh, the vSphere 5 book of uh, Duncan and uh, Frank, um, vSphere 5 uh, clustering. Um, they even signed it for us, and um, uh, yeah, they wanted to have some uh, some 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 credit for it. So um, I did some uh, some searching on their uh, on their blogs. Um, I, I'm sure uh, we were able to uh, to provide a link um, with the podcast uh, so people can go there. But yeah, I sure. uh, put it in the in the show notes. We published when we published the podcast. Uh, no, no problem. Okay, um, I've got two uh, two questions, uh, mm -hmm. which can be found um, on their uh, on their blogs. Uh, the answers, so I'll just uh, do them for now. Um, the first w question is: um, What are uh, the two mechanisms um, called in vSphere five clustering? If a H A master fails. Mm -hmm. And the second one is in storage fee motion. What are the free data movers used by vSphere 5 and how are they used? Oh, interesting. Great. Okay. So cool. if they can nice answer. Some nice answers there? Yeah, sorry? <laughs> right, so, some nice, nice deep questions there. Um, yeah. If you send your answers through on the contact form on the website, um, we'll pick, pick one at random. Um, and get some books sent. Yeah. Sounds great, uh, guys. Yeah. So with that in mind, let's wrap up this um, V-Soup. Um, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Remember, you can catch us on Stitcher, iTunes, or vsoup.net.